One's from the trailer park, one's from the farm. Rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life with a grain of salt and lie. Living, loving, laughing. We're having a good time. Nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote. Two stand up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up. We got a hot podcast coming up. We got talk about Resort Dusty. And Hannah has a new sexuality. My name is Dusty Slay. I'm Hannah Hogan. This is the The We're We're Having Having a Good Good Time Podcast. All right. Okay. Hot teaser. Hot teaser, baby. We are locked and loaded. Bang, bang is what I say. Bang, bang. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. All right. I'm swimming. Jump right into it. We got uh, where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. Okay. I mean, that's a fun song. It is a fun song. It's okay. a fun song. All right, so we're going to go first with where we're going because we got a lot of talk about where we've been. Mm-hmm. So where I'm going this week is I'm going to Erie, Pennsylvania. I hear it's a great club. I've never been there before. And it is either called Junior's Last Laugh or JR's Last Laugh. I'm thinking Junior. Either way, that doesn't diminish how great the club is after this weekend. I'll know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I recommend coming there. That'll be um, uh, be January uh, – no, be February. One and two. One and two, February 1st and February 2nd. And then February 3rd is the Super Bowl. So where are you going this weekend? Oh, Dusty, I have an exciting weekend ahead of me. I am uh, returning to North Carolina. I will be at the very new – Improv in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'll be opening for the legendary Arsenio Hall. Incredible. Incredible. Arsenio Hall was, uh, as a fan of him growing up, the who, 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 who thing mm-hmm. that he used to do. And the Raleigh Improv is fantastic. Now, Dusty, I understand that that's where you rang in New Year's this year. It is. I did comedy at that club, and then I went to Hooters and uh, had rang in the New Year at the Hooters there. I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you rang in all over the Hooters. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. it was a good time. Uh-huh. So that's where we're going. Okay. Erie, Pennsylvania, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, look for those dates on my website, DustySlay.com, and Hannah's website, MissHannahHogan.com, or HannahHoganComedy.com. But if you want to see our social medias to get updates, I mean, you can go like my fan page, uh, Dusty Slay, and go to my Instagram at Dusty Slay, and I always update everything. Hannah's a bit on a social media hiatus, but her uh, stuff is at Miss Hannah Hogan. My website is always updated. Her website is always updated, but social media, she's taken a bit of a hiatus. The, the one thing that I keep always updated is the thing probably least people pay attention to. Right, but it is a great hub at all times. It is. It's got a blog, it's got some pictures. Yeah. 
It's got a little bio if you want to know what I'm about and what I've been about. Yeah, so very exciting. Very exciting. And so that's that's where we're going. And where we've been, uh, we, we went and did stuff together last week. Uh, we did a corporate gig uh, in Nashville. We talked about that on the podcast. Did we? Yeah. Okay, so we did that on Tuesday. And then Wednesday we went off to the University of Kentucky to um, Lexington. And we did a show there, which is always a good time. Not a lot of students show up, but they always the ones that do come are always coming and looking to have a good time. And we had a good time. We got loose. We tried out a lot of new jokes. Very funny. Um, and then we loaded up and headed on down to Charleston, South Carolina, to Kiowa Island, to the Kiowa Island Golf Resort. The Sanctuary. The Sanctuary. It's called The Sanctuary. It is, and it was a sanctuary. A sanctuary is Yeah, right. we had a great time. We, oh. we rolled in there. We had, we, had, we had dinner with Vince Fabra and his wife and his, and his daughter uh, at Sesame there in Charleston, and then we cruised on down to Kiowa, and what a lovely time. We were on John's Island. Uh, Kiowa Island. So we were right, just past John's Island. Right, we were right on the East Coast. Yeah, the Charleston East Coast, one of the most ancient and historic cities yeah, in America. Dr- we drove into this uh, resort and we were treated so great. I mean, they were so nice to us. We didn't know how to handle we it. We checked in and then we went up to our room, and our room had uh, a bed, a, a, an amazingly comfortable bed. It and had a carpet. All right, all right. It had. Uh, a nice tub, separate shower. Uh, we had a balcony looking out at the ocean. Yeah. And I looked into the closet and found that there were two robes in there. And I put that robe on and I transformed into Resort Dusty. It was a true metamorphosis. If you want to see Resort Dusty, go to my Instagram, at Dusty Slay. And one of my saved stories there is Resort Dusty. And you can see the transformation. It was an honor to see it live. Yes. Um, The transformation from regular Dusty, white hat, beard, long hair, into classy, first-class Dusty. Right. I mean, I would never compare myself to any physical appearance of Jesus, but uh, long hair uh, and a robe and a beard is what's associated with how Jesus would have looked, and uh, I looked like I could be some sort of prophet. And I will I would be remiss if I did not say that you had a beautiful glow about you yeah. while you were in that resort. Especially as day 2 came around because at 9:30 in the morning we had a scheduled uh, full body massage. Full body. And we went in there and they took us in there and they rubbed our bodies down. Yeah. I got a foot massage, I got a hand massage, I got a scalp rub, I got a back rub. I got I got I got my face down in this this little thing, and they put a a bowl of hot essential oils under, it and they were like, "Just breathe it in, just breathe in those essential oils." And then they rubbed my body down with oil, and it was just amazing. Now, for those of you that don't know, Dusty likes to be touched. He likes to be scratched on. He likes to be rubbed on by women. I'm sure he'll want me to 
clarify that, but he does like it. So I just know that you well, were having a piece of heaven. In and there. Charleston, they get it. They didn't even try to have a man rub me down. Yeah, listeners of the podcast know that we had a couple's massage in Canada, and uh, Dusty was proffered a, a male masseuse, which he quickly turned down. Immediately turned it down. Yeah, and it, right. it was a bit awkward. It was awkward, but I don't mind things getting awkward in situations like that. I mean, if I'm not against male masseuses. I want them to, you know... I want men to have equal rights to massage people, just not me. Well, let me tell you this. I had a male masseuse when I was in Canada. I know. And I had a female masseuse just now in Charleston, and I enjoyed the female masseuse. I got to be honest. I think that females, I think they get the sensuality of a massage. The delicate touch of a woman is like no other. I I agree with it. I agree with it. Yeah. And so then after that, I left that, and then I went and got into the sauna where I sat for about 20 minutes and just really let the sweat pour out. And then I went and uh, did a cold shower, and then I went and got into the steam room. And then after the steam room, the steam room was so hot that after that I got in, back into the sauna, and the sauna felt cold. And, but, man, I sweated it out, and I felt great. Now, that is a milestone in your life because that sauna is, let's say, maybe the second sauna in yeah. your 36 years alive. That's true. This man has third never... Third sauna. Third sauna. This I did man, two with Burt Kreischer. Oh, right. I'm name dropping, but yes. Wow. So you've had four saunas in less than two months. Yeah. That is uh, incredible, beautiful, and inspiring. Yeah. So then we, you know, we did that, and then we went back to the room for a while, hung out, took a little nap. And then I had a show that night, so before the show, I went and saunaed again. I went in, I got in the hot tub and then got in the sauna and just really soaked it up. And then I came back, I showered, got ready, went and did a show. And I will say, us walking around that resort, it was so nice that I felt uncomfortable. And, I, and I'm going to say that because I'm prefacing, but I felt uncomfortable because, you know, I'm getting... I'm being paid to be there, and the room is being paid for, and I'm there with a bunch of guests who have paid a lot of money to be at this resort. I'm being paid to be there. They're paying to be there. I felt a little uncomfortable. Super rich people make me uncomfortable. But after the show, the show was incredible. My show went great. Everybody had great sets, no doubt about it. Baby, you tore it up. I had a good set, and uh, it was a wonderful. All the other comics on it were great, and I loved it, And but after that show, the rest of the time that we were there, Saturday and Sunday, everybody in the resort was walking around going, throwing up their hand going, we had a good time. We're having a good time. I mean, the resort turned into my spot. Everyone was your fans. Yeah. Because we wouldn't know if people walking around had seen the show, but everybody knew you if they were audience members. Yes. And it really speaks to the value of a catchphrase or a, a, a catchy sort of thing, like a wave like that, because it really instantly connects people. We were walking along the beach, people throwing up a wave. They were. I, at, at some point, I was like, are they just waving to me or were they at the show? <laughs> yeah. But adding a wave and a we're having a good time uh, really seals the deal. Because if people are just waving at you saying we're having a good time, you got to imagine that either those people are having such a good time that they just wanted to tell you or they've seen your show. Yeah. And I, I like to think it was because they saw my show. And I had a fantastic weekend. Now, I did not perform at Kiowa. I was brought along as the solemn wife. Yeah. 
and I was the wife on this trip, and I was excited because Dusty and I, I mean, Dusty treats me well and like the queen that I am, but we don't do things like this very often. Not a lot, no. And so when the opportunity presented itself to us, we jumped on it, and I said, let's go. Let's go have a relaxing weekend. So I got to chill, and chill I did. Yes, you did. I also enjoyed the massage and a woman's touch. And I also, oh man, I hit the sauna and the steam room hard. Yes. I was like challenging myself how many gallons of sweat I could sweat. It's because the thing for me is I'm not a big sweater. So I was sitting, I mean, I get hot, but I'm not that big of a sweater. And I, I would sit in there for, you know, 10 minutes or so with no sweat. And then when it comes, it comes. And well, I love see, that. I am a big sweater. I mean, I, I get up off the couch and I'm sweating. Yeah. You know, my heart is is sturdy and ready to go. Yeah. And, oh, man, it was so good. Like, we left that massage and I was so sedated. And then we met the, the, the manager of the hotel and I was just really like chill, Hannah. And now there's two different kinds of chill, Hannah, as we noticed in the... Uh, in the in the hotel room, sometimes chill Hannah is ominous, and Dusty thinks I'm about to freak out about something. Well, I don't know what ominous means, but there is a, the type of Hannah that is just chilling and relaxing and really enjoying herself, and then there's the type of chill Hannah that means she's stewing over something. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's hard for me to really enjoy a nice, relaxed Hannah because I'm not sure. If that's going to be followed by something. Yeah. So, because I'm usually fired up. Yeah. So if I'm not fired up, you got to be on your, you got to be on your, on the edge a little bit. Yes. But I was chill, fun Hannah because I was so sedated from the, from the luxury. Yeah. And then I further enjoyed the luxury with a few glasses of wine. Yes. And that was delicious. And we're going to get into more of that in our food on the road segment. All right. Then. But we had a panel. Uh, discussion on Saturday, all six of the comics and the host, uh, and we just a few guests. I mean, probably fifty people came in and just asked us questions. As we sat on a panel, they asked us questions, and we answered them and tried to do it in the most joking manner possible. And I think people really enjoyed it because most people stuck around the whole time. I mean, and we went for about two hours, and some people started to leave, but for the most part, everyone stayed the whole time, and it was just an incredible experience. I really, I, I really did enjoy the panel. I watched the whole panel. I don't know why I decided I was going to watch the panel, but uh, I did. I was sort of curious about it, and I thought y'all were really funny and charming, and it wasn't just pedantic and you know people just preaching that means. heavy-handed, heavy-handed, yeah. and just yeah. people speaking without being funny. Yeah, try to keep it in layman's terms for us here well, on the podcast. You keep it in layman's terms. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right, so that's where we've been, where we're going. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get into. We got a couple of things. We got a story that I'm going to read from my friend Derek Humphrey, a uh, tale of yonder. Yes, who a, a friend that I started doing comedy with in Charleston, who actually used to be a manager at Kiowa. And uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but first, uh, let's do on the road. They're on the road again. Hen and Dusty are on the road again. Telling super funny jokes to all their friends And I'm still on the road again Because we were on the road. We've been on the road, and we had a little discussion. Uh, we stopped, and... Well, we were in the car trapped with each other for eight hours to ten hours, 
there and back. So that's always a challenge in a marital it is life. And Hannah loves to stop at Starbucks. She loves Starbucks. She loves coffee. She's having a coffee right now. She loves coffee. And so we're um, drinking out of a Tim Hortons mug that I brought her uh, back from Canada recently. That, I, that mug comes from Ottawa. Every time my husband gets me a mug, I say, oh, he loved me. Yeah. He gave me a mug of love. So. Mug of love. How's that for a birthday gift? I got her <laughs> a coffee mug. Yeah, that's right, baby. And uh, so... We stopped at the Starbucks, and Hannah was like, I'm getting an Americana. And I was like, why are you getting that? She was like, less caffeine. And I was like, well, that's an espresso shot. I don't think an espresso shot is less caffeine than a cup of coffee. And we, Drip coffee. Right. And we asked the girl that was working there, and she goes, oh, no, espresso has way more caffeine than coffee. And, and see, I asked the girl very politely. I was like, do you think there's more caffeine in the espresso or the coffee? And she's, oh, definitely the espresso and hannah goes i don't think so and the girl was like oh okay i didn't realize that i was uh, in the bit of a feud here well i wasn't gonna lose the fight based on some dim bat starbucks barista 22 year old girl that doesn't know anything about caffeine content and i can relate to this because i was in michigan one time and hannah we both ordered a tea and hannah ordered i ordered a chamomile tea and hannah ordered a chamomile tea uh, which is the same tea by the way. And I asked the guy working there, I was like, is it chamomile or chamomile? And he was like, I think it's chamomile. And then we watched him pour hot water into the cup and then add the tea bags. And I was like, what's this guy now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so. But, but we, it's interesting that up north, northerners agree with me and down south, southerners agree with you. Yeah. Uh, little cultural differences, I think. Yeah. So we looked it up and based on what we determined, one shot of espresso is Less caffeine than a tall uh, Pike Place from Starbucks. Yes, and that I knew that truth in my heart. I didn't need to bring in the barista because I was a barista 12 years ago. But I'm still not sure that I'm convinced. So if you have any insight on that, email us at DustySlayComedy uh, at gmail.com and let us know uh, what you think? What are your thoughts? Is there more in espresso than a than a Pike Place at Starbucks, or less? The thrill of winning that petty argument really sent me into uh, a real state of euphoria. Yeah. So, all right. But now, that's but that that's what we went through. That's yeah. what we go through out here. Yeah. Constant struggles of. That's more of a mundane fight. Yeah. <laughs> We had some others, but uh, we actually did pretty well on this trip. I mean, because, you know, it was a four-hour drive uh, to Lexington, and then from there we had a nine-hour drive to Charleston, and then on the way home we had a nine-hour drive home. And uh, that's hard. It's hard. Just driving in general is hard. But then, you know, you, you travel like that with someone, you share a hotel room with someone, then you get home and you're at home with someone. And then we had stuff to do yesterday. We got a, we got a new apartment. We're going to be moving out of Hendersonville and back to the west side of Nashville, which is where we used to live, and that's our favorite. We like that side of town, and we're excited to be back. But, Dusty, I think we had a great time this weekend, and you know what? All things considered, I don't think we fought very much we, at all. We had a wonderful time. And I'm time. proud of us, and I love you still. Yeah, we had a wonderful time. Mm. And That sounds sarcastic, but all right. We did have a wonderful time. I, I had an amazing time. Great. And now the food on the road segment. Now, 
keeping with the theme, because I was Resort Dusty this weekend, and Kiowa was, was so gracious to us that they offered us uh, free meals while we were there. And we had, uh, you know, I had a mahi sandwich. We had a trout salad. We had uh, some salmon uh, sushi rolls. We had tuna sushi rolls. But then our big meal uh, the last night, I had myself a wonderful New York Strip steak. Well, we went to a fancy restaurant. Yes. We went to the fancy restaurant that had a dress code, and your baby girl dressed up. Right, and Hannah dressed up, and I don't have any dress clothes. So in this nice restaurant, they had the regular restaurant, and then they had a lounge. And the lounge, you could still receive the full menu, and you didn't have to be quite as dressed up. And so Hannah was a bit shocked that we couldn't get into the regular restaurant. Well, it was a real pretty moment, a pretty woman moment for us. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't shocked by it at all. I mean, I was wearing a denim button-up and denim sh- pants. I mean, I was a Canadian tuxedo in it up in there, and I wasn't shocked at all. I knew that I was But wasn't. I could have gotten to the fancy place. You could have. Because I looked stellar. You looked amazing. I had my shoulders out and my eye makeup on. And, and my look, heels on. You look. I mean, I look good too. You looked better than me, but I looked great too. You did look handsome, but I just. But you looked regular, dusty, handsome. Yeah, I mean, I looked the I same. I ain't never even seen you in a suit. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect it. I've never even seen you in any kind of collared shirt at all. Well, that's not true, but. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't expect to see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. That's not how I am. If I'm dressed up, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. That's not who I am. Yeah. So we arrived, and we we got. We we got seated in the front of the house, right? And I got I got with the rest of the pro- proletariat, right next to a window looking out at the ocean. Yeah, I it mean, was very nice. Yeah, it was lovely, darling. And, and I got myself a fancy glass of wine. What did you? What was your meal? Well, truffles. No, no, no. Um, nochi, no, nochi, something nochi. like that. Um, so it was very good, and I had a New York strip steak. But this is where I want to come out of the closet. Puree potatoes. This is where I'm coming out of the, the closet. Puree, puree. Okay, puree. Okay. Yeah. So we mentioned it as a teaser at the beginning of this episode that Hannah has a new sexuality. Yeah. And anybody that's familiar with my stand-up, my blog, or my life knows that my sexuality has been an up and dale, down, sorted, fluid tale. And I discovered at dinner on Saturday night that I have a new orientation. And um, I'd like to say that I am now have strong feelings for chocolate-covered dome brownie. Because let me just, let me just share my story. Okay. I'll share my, my, my vision. I mean, I had just ate a huge meal of nochi, which was delicious, and I'd been chugging wine. We had had lunch, and I'm, I'm a satiated woman in all regards. But at the end of this meal, we went ahead and got dessert. And I'm not even a chocolate girl. I mean, I can take or leave chocolate, but I ate this warmed up brownie with caramel and ice cream. Well, let me let me let me just describe. I mean, there's ice cream, a ball of ice cream and then around it was chocolate. Yeah. And then in a little like jug, uh it, it was nicer yeah, little, than a jug, whatever yeah. you would call it. Yeah. It was warm caramel. 
And they poured the caramel over the chocolate, and it melted the chocolate around the ice cream. Ooh, that's not the only thing it melted, I'll tell you that. And it, oh, Lord. I, I ordered an apple thing that, that I enjoyed, but it was nothing compared to what Hannah got. But, I mean, I, I started eating this just thinking, ooh, this is going to be sweet, this is going to be delicious. And literally, like, my body starts having these physical reactions. Like, I'm, like, shocked at the... That the blood starts going through my veins and my mouth is just like watering, and I, I literally, I literally can't even contain my expulsions of like, oh god, this is, this is delicious, and like it's just like it was like very sensual, very, very good, it was very sensual, it was delicious. So I now have a proclivity towards dome brownies. Yeah, it was good. Oh, it was good. It was life changing. It was eye opening. Yeah. So. So we had that. That was our food on the road, which is much fancier than what we're normally getting. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, I just could not stop feeling good in this. And then, when, and that's our, that's our home now because when we left, one of the bellhops said, uh, this is your home now. You can come here <laughs> whenever you want. <laughs> the other great thing about Kiowa was I slept so much. Yeah, the bed was, I mean, the the bed was super comfortable. combination of food, wine, and bed – was just like baby girl was just sleeping. Yeah, she had a little Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, we really had a good time. There. Oh yeah, we had a good time. And I thank you for bringing me, Dusty. Yeah, because Hannah was going to do a gig, and I had to talk her into going. And the moment she got there, she was like, oh, "Okay, this is good." I mean, we spent a lot of time on the road. We're we're at we've been to nice hotels before. I mean, this is you know we're not new to niceness, but we also get a lot of bad hotels out on the road. So to really get a place like that is just amazing. And also, I wasn't performing, so that right. de-stresses both of us. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, exactly. And I know we had to do a twenty-minute set, so it was like it was just a, a really great, relaxing weekend. Uh, shout out to Greg uh, and the and the funny business agency uh, for hooking that up. Greg, yeah, that's the shout out. Shout out. So really nice, and everybody there was great. It was great. Kiowa Island oh, that's, Golf Resort. That's the other and the thing. Sanctuary. We went out for lunch with some of the comedians and friends of yours in Charleston. And after our lunch, uh, your friend said that her friend said that me and you were one of the nicest couples she had ever encountered. Yeah. And I just she was thought, must have been on some kind of drugs. But, Dusty, uh, you don't remember. You always forget how charming we both are. You forget it. You forget it. And you forget how charming your wife is because you're so used to her and her internal struggles at home. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. And what a, what a great time it was. Yeah. What a great time it was. It was nice. So um, with that in mind, once again, I don't mean to plug it so much, but if you want to see Resort Dusty and some of our pictures from there, just look at my Instagram at Dusty Sled. And please do follow Dusty on Instagram. He's very close to 5,000 Instagram I followers. I very close. We want to get him that blue check mark. I've been trying to get a blue check mark, but they keep turning me down. And it is classism, and it is, I mean, it's some sort of ism, the yeah. fact that he doesn't have that verified blue check mark. That's I can't true. stand it. I won't live by it, and I'm telling you, follow him because because he's out here doing it. 
It follow because you'll enjoy the content, though, not because I'm desperate for followers. I'm he not. He is destitute. I am. I am not. I am enjoying myself. I'm enjoying the whole journey of comedy, and I am in no rush to get anything because I feel very comfortable about where I'm at. I'm excited to be doing this podcast every time because I'm excited because people are listening, people are reaching out. Uh, a lot of a lot of new comics are listening to us. They're always messaging us and emailing us and telling us how much they enjoy it and how much they enjoy uh, the advice that we give. and uh, And I don't like to even give the advice as a teacher to student type of standpoint. I am just a sharing of information type of guy. I've received. I like to give it like master to servant. Yeah, I mean, I've I've I've, I've been out here learning these things and i like to share what i what i've learned and so do you want to go into the advice to comics now yes so with that being said let's get into the advice to comics section you are what you are i'm gonna make them an offer again i don't know what you're talking about so this one, I'm taking the lead on the advice to comics a little bit, okay? Um, and I was talking to uh, Shane Bianchi. Shout out to Shane Bianchi. He is a uh, stand-up comedian based in Nashville. And I ran into him last night at a, an open mic. And this this young man is very curious and inquisitive, obviously has a big love for stand-up, so I always enjoy talking to him. And uh, well- Clearly, he has great taste. He listens to this podcast. He does. Shout out to Shane. Thanks for listening, Shane. And we ended up getting into a conversation um, about sort of taking care of yourself as an artist. And I felt compelled to kind of d- impart on him something that I learned a little bit later in my 20s, but I think is a, a very important thing for really anybody in any uh, industry to understand. And, and this is advice I got when I was in theater school, but, um, my teacher said there's two types of work that an artist does, or there's two types of work an artist should do. One is work on your craft and two is work on yourself. Totally. And I think that sometimes those two go hand in hand and you can work on both of those things simultaneously. Sometimes you go through a season of intense work where you're just extremely inspired and you're um, uh, producing a lot of great works and ideas and you're writing a lot or you're performing a lot. Um, But I also think that um, it's really important if you feel the need um, to do work on yourself and that can mean different things for different people. Um, But for me, it means if you're tired, sleep. If you're grumpy or you're going through a season of depression or some sort of malfunction in your spirit or your soul or your mind, do what you need to do to get right again. You know, like stand-up will always be there. You know, um, mics will always be there. Work is always there. But I am a firm believer that when you take care of yourself, that takes care of the work. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think that there's so much that's important. I mean, when when you're when you're trying, uh, and I'm going to just speak to comedy. I'm not going to try to make it some broad term about all sorts of things. I don't know all these things, but with comedy especially, it's important to live your life. Uh, it's important to uh, do things, experience things, because that's where you get jokes. Work jobs, learn. Like when I used to work 
at least the second time that I worked at Hyman's, I carried a notepad with me all the time. And at times of frustration, I would always say to myself, this could be an opportunity for a joke. This could be something that I could write about. So let's not get so wrapped up in uh, irritation with tables. I thought, whatever complaints they have, whatever weird things they say to me, I may be able to spin it into a joke. So think about that. I mean, you're working a day job, but you're working to become a full-time comedian. Don't expect things to come overnight. Expect that it's going to be a process. And then throughout time, you're going to get better at your craft. And eventually, if you work it, you should be able to move out of uh, your regular job and into a field of comedy, whether that means stand-up comedy or what. I had a friend that you know, he left uh, Charleston to become a stand-up comic. He moved to Chicago. He wanted to do improv. And I'm not exactly sure what he's doing right now, but the last I had saw him in Chicago, he was working at a brewery and he was giving tours of the brewery. And he had taken all of his training from comedy and improv and he put it into making a fantastic tour and that was his job and he loved it. So it doesn't have to be comedy. It's finding that thing that you enjoy and comedy may be the path that takes you there. So I do think it's important to do those jobs, but you're right. When you're tired – Take a break. When you feel burned out on comedy, do something else. Experience something else. Give yourself a break. Don't be so hard on yourself about not being able to come up with jokes because I go through periods where I'm like, boom, joke, 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 joke. And I think, wow, I'm the greatest joke writer in the world. I'll never stop coming up with ideas. And then I go through a period where I have no good ideas. Nothing funny comes to me. And I think, did I forget how to write jokes? It's important to always be working, but to take it easy on yourself to know that I'm not always going to have these hot ideas. Yeah, you know, I think creativity, there's ebbs and flows. You know, there, sometimes you go through periods of high creativity and then there's more gestation periods. Uh, and sometimes, you know, when I feel a little dry or the well feels empty, I think that, that is a great opportunity to fill it up with things like uh, things you're interested in. It could be a sport. It could be a hobby. It could be studying something. It could be learning to cook. It could be mending that relationship with your sister who you haven't talked to in a long time or your mom or something like that. You know, like there's many different ways to kind of keep yourself soulful and um, primed to do the work that artists do. Yes, Totally. So a lot of times, you know, I, I'll buy, I'll go to Whole Foods and I buy this uh, sea salt from the Dead Sea and I'll do Epsom salt baths. And that my body gets tired. I get beat down from driving and my muscles are sore and I'm achy. And I'll, I'll, I'll do a day where I don't eat food. I just drink water and I take Epsom salt baths and have tea and lavender and patchouli and chamomile tea, and I just let myself relax, and I just get into it, and I and I enjoy it, and I listen to music that's calming or podcasts that I enjoy. Sometimes I think, especially today, we're, we're constantly taking in information, so sometimes just taking a moment to process the information that you've learned is better than just cramming more in, cramming more in, and thinking your own thoughts sometimes because we get so into listening to podcasts sometimes – that we let other people do our thinking for us. We should take time and think and say, why do I believe this? Why do I think this? And just think about it mm-hmm. and, and let yourself process. Let your creativity work. But if you're going to be a comic, always be writing something down. My process is different than Hannah's. Hannah writes all the time. 
I don't like to write all the time like that, but I do. I am always writing things down, and I am always thinking of new ideas and thinking of new creative outlets. That's why I'm pushing the Instagram right now because I am ready to unload content. I'm ready to load it up and and be more of an entertainer and less about being entertained. That's I love that, Dusty. Yeah, that's great. Right. Yeah. So. I I think that I don't know if that's uh you know it's not helpful for necessarily in the business of comedy but making sure that you cuz sometimes you can get burned out and then you get irritated with comedy and you think I don't enjoy comedy and you know I I always thought that you know when I was an open micer I I would think you know I love comedy so much that even if I were booked every weekend I would still go to the open mics every night but now that I am booked every weekend, I don't want to go to the open mics every night. And it's not because I don't want to go and hang out with people. It's because I get a little burned out doing comedy and I need to just sit at home and just relax. Yeah, you have to refuel. Um, another thing, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big hippie, really. And, um, you know, something that you maybe stand-ups don't always appreciate, but I believe in this, is you're going on stage and you are exhaling so much energy physical energy, emotional energy. Um, you're putting yourself on the line. You're going through so much anxiety, even if you're a seasoned stand-up and you're inured to performing, you don't even feel like you get nervous. But you are putting yourself through these high-stress situations. You're giving. You're giving to an audience, and the audience is taking your energy. So so especially Dusty, when he's headlining you know, six shows a weekend, and he's got three days off, it is so essential for Dusty to refuel by doing nothing. Yeah. By I, literally just treating himself with care so that he's able to recharge and come back again with more life. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes I'll have these days and I'm like, I'm think, oh, I should call this person, I should call this person. And then I'm like, honestly, I don't even want to talk. I just want to. Right. So I, I, I will oftentimes text people but not want to talk on the phone because I just, I'm just tired of talking. Yeah. I just want to relax a bit. That's great. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. We got a couple uh, other things that we want to get to. So uh, I'd like to talk. Uh, so do you feel good about that? Is I feel there... great about it, Dusty, and All I really right. like the stories that you shared. I'd like to talk about right now we want to talk about some, uh, some music okay. that we're into right now. Yeah. So this is kind of a newer segment. Um, yeah, Matt Price is going to be working on some more uh, sound cues for us, as we call them, bumpers, so that uh, we can mix in more things. But uh, for now, we'll you know we'll use the movies bumper that we have, even to intro us into music. Yo, Adrian, I did it. A couple weeks ago, you shared a song that was in your head, Walk Away Renee. Walk Away Renee. And it's been in my head this whole time. By Jimmy LaFave. I'm glad you brought that up because I had said on that podcast that I wasn't that big of a Jimmy LaFave fan after that. And I don't know if I've corrected myself since then, but I ordered his whole album. The uh, uh, It's the one with Walk Away Renee on it. I think it's Austin City Limits. And it's fantastic. The guy is amazing. Jimmy LaFave. Who knew? And I'm into it. Yeah. So what are you into? 
Well, I, you know, I'm not really a music girl. I, I'm kind of a bit of a psycho and don't like to feel things. But um, I've been getting into music lately. I've been really getting into music. And uh, right now, my jam is 80s pop songs. Okay, I'm really into 80s pop songs. It's really melodramatic and cheesy, and it's too much, but I love it. Yeah. And uh, this one song I've been listening to over and over again, Roy Orbison, You Got It. It's such a fun song. It is a fun song. It's got like a really upbeat swing to it. And then the bridge takes me to heaven. I mean, the yeah. bridge, you know, you ever, you ever be listening to a song and then the bridge just takes you to that spot? Yeah. And oh man, so I've been just listening to the song, You Got It. And then the, every time the bridge comes on, I'm like, oh man, I love it. Now, hopefully we'll play a little bit of the clip here uh, or the, the song. Um, but if you, if you can get, if you want to feel my vibe right now, listen to Roy Orbison, You Got It. Yes. And, and that's pretty much the only song of his that I like. Um, well, you know, off that, I do like that song too. I'll say that a uh, song that I, I, I bought, I recently bought a bunch of Alabama CDs. I grew up uh, listening to Alabama, the band, uh, from Fort Payne, Alabama. Is that right? Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but they have a song called She's a, uh, Down on Love. She's a Lady Down on Love. And they have wonderful harmony. And they're like, now she's a lady, lady on love. And it just pops. And uh, I wasn't sure what my song would be to talk about, but now that I've done it, that's the song. Let's give a little bit of time here to just play that a little bit for us. Okay. And. Um, and then I would say another comedy CD. Someone messaged me and said that they really enjoyed that section of comedy albums that, that we like. Mm. And I would say, and, and I'm just thinking of this right now, but the Mitch Hedberg, his first CD, uh, I think it's called Strategic Grill Locations. Now, most comics know Mitch Hedberg, but I know that Mitch, Mitch Hedberg you know, passed probably in like 2007 or 8 and um, maybe even earlier than that. And a lot of people don't know him because it's been a long time. So he has three albums. I think they're all great. But I think the, the first one that he had is Mitch Hedberg's Strategic Grill Locations where they play bass in the background the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's an amazing CD. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. And uh, I would say go and listen to that. Great. Do you have one? I don't. Again, I'm a little caught off guard. Uh, I don't listen to enough comedy albums. That's okay. But you know what? Maybe I will. I'll listen to that one this week, and then I will. You know, I'm going to be in the car a lot driving to North Carolina, so I'll make a point to listen to some albums. Yeah. If anybody has any suggestions, I would love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Always, you can always send us questions, comments, concerns to dustyslaycomedy at gmail dot com. I will respond unless I get flooded and then uh, I may lose some of that but uh, I will respond to the best of my ability and also I will again extend the offer if you have sets if you're a new comic and you're working on sets and you want some notes uh, send me a video of you doing comedy no more than five minutes I don't want to sit and watch a video all day but if you got a five minute clip or less send it to me and I'll give you some notes there's no guarantee that my notes will make your jokes better but I will try and, and, you know, Dusty isn't interested in watching your set to judge you or to critique you so that it really wounds you. It's something people should know about Dusty, if you can't already tell by his delightful baritone, 
is that Dusty loves to help people. He genuinely uh, has a heart for helping people to improve themselves in their life and in their in their art. So he does this out of his own personal enjoyment of improving people's comedy. Yeah, and I and I love it. And I, you know, I mean, people have sent me the clips and I, a couple of them, and I've given them notes and. Um, and I, I also say, hey, if you take these notes, you know, film that set and send that to me and I will be happy. I mean, I'd love to, you know, try it because sometimes it's like, you know, you correct a joke and it may not work as well. I mean, it's all a process. I mean, there is no magic uh, to it to where I can go, oh, this is how that joke's going to be amazing. But we can walk through and try to help and try to make a because once you can get a good five minute set you're going to give yourself more confidence and you're going to feel good about what you're doing. Um, so great. And I will always give the note. If you're a dirty comic that you could be cleaner, but you don't have to be a clean comic. So that, then I'll just throw that out there. So, all right. Do Derek. Story time with Dusty and Hannah. So I have a, I, I have a story here, my, uh, you know, and this is going to, this is going to require me to read out loud, which I'm, I'm always a little uncomfortable with, but, uh, my friend Derek, uh, started doing comedy with me years ago in Charleston and he also worked at Kiowa and, uh, he sent me, uh, a story to read and I liked it. I enjoy it. I think it's a fun story. And so I'm just going to read, uh, a story by my friend Derek Humphrey. Now, Derek Humphrey also has a podcast called Derek Mansplains It All. And you can go check that out. Uh, I believe his Instagram is uh, Derek. You know what? I'm just going to look him up real quick so that uh, I'm sure that I'm giving you the right information. Uh, Derek Humphrey. Dot com. That's DerekComfrey.com. And when you go there, uh, you'll see uh, all his information, and you have Derek Mansplains It All right there in the middle. And he says, each week, comic Derek Humphrey sits down with someone not like him, a straight, white, middle-aged uh, – okay. Each week, comic Derek Humphrey sits down with someone not like him, straight, white, middle-aged – and from a moderate religious background in the working class Midwest to talk comedy, life, love, politics, culture, and learn something new about one another. So I think he's doing a great job with that. He has tons of guests on. He's up to episode 45 according to his website. So check that out. And here is a story from Derek. I used to live in sunny Charleston, South Carolina. I was a manager at a five-star hotel during the day and spent my nights partying, drinking, doing comedy, and chasing girls with my friends. Most notably, my friends Ryan and Joey. I lived at Ryan's condo in West Ashley, a cool part of Charleston with great restaurants and my favorite bar in the world, Jean's Hofbra. Before I lived in Ryan's condo, Joey used to be Ryan's roommate with his little black and white cat, PJ. But Joey now lived with his girlfriend, so I took his old room. Joey and his girlfriend were going out of town and asked if we could watch his cat. Ryan texted me at work and asked if I mind watching PJ. Of course not. I love animals. What could go wrong? I worked late that night and had to be back early the next day. 
Regardless, I still went to Jean's after work to tie one on. I got home around 1 a.m. and had to wake up at 6 for my 7 a.m. shift. I laid down in my bed and that's when I remembered PJ was staying with us because he started meowing outside my door. I'm a light sleeper and this was going to keep me up. I opened the door to let him into my room. Maybe he was lonely or scared. Nope, he just meowed in my room. I cracked the door to see if he needed autonomy. Nope, still meowed. He meowed in the living room when I put him back there. He meowed in the kitchen when I tried that. And his meows echoed in the bathroom when I tried putting him in there. I was up for an hour trying to see what would calm this cat the heck down. I was losing sleep and patience. Plus, I was still drunk. At this point, I had to be up for work in four hours. Then it dawned on me. I know where I can put him that I can't hear him. On our second floor balcony. He can't climb down there. 6 a.m. hits, alarm goes off, and I hightail it for work, probably still drunk. I couldn't remember much from the night before until I got to my office and remembered that I left a cat on our balcony. I texted Ryan and said, Hey, I left PJ on the balcony because I couldn't sleep last night. Can you let him in, please? Ryan wakes up an hour later. He calls me. PJ isn't on the balcony, he said. I panic. I just let this cat escape. I left work early to search for him. I drove 45 minutes back home and proceeded to look around the complex for him. I searched behind every building and unit in the complex. I looked by the pool, by the community mailbox, everywhere. But it was landscaping day and I feared that the lawnmowers and weed whackers scared him off. I approached the landscaping crew. I asked, have you seen a little black cat anywhere? They looked puzzled. Then I said, Donde esta los gatos negro? Question mark. Si, si. They all pointed to the bushes behind Unit 4D. I approached the bushes and spotted PJ. My little black and white buddy was saved. He started meowing instantly. I reached into the bushes and picked him up. PJ, understandably, was pretty mad. He dug his claws into my arm as if he didn't want to come back to the apartment with me. And with good reason. I just threw him out of the house for the night. Joey was gone for a few days, and PJ never seemingly got over being thrown out. Not only was he meowing, he started to claw up the carpeting and swat his paws at my girlfriend when she tried to pet him. He was acting weird. Ryan even texted Joey and said, PJ is being a real jerk for some reason. Joey said he understood why. I was a jerk for leaving him outside, but don't worry. Joey said he was coming to get him the next day. The following afternoon, Joey came over to the house and he was excited to get his cat back. He walked in, saw PJ, and said, that's not my cat. We had been housing an imposter the whole time. The real PJ was still out there, or worse, he wasn't. Ryan called my office and explained that we had been feeding, caring, and letting the wrong cat that I lost and recovered tear up our place. I was shocked. I can't believe that I would ever do something like this. So yet again, I had to leave work early to find this cat. On my way home, Ryan called me. Good news. You won't believe this, but we found the real PJ just a couple of blocks over. Joey had actually located him, and now PJ was sitting in the backseat of Joey's car in the AC, drinking water and eating food. He was back to normal in a day. Now I had to get rid of this imposter. I didn't know where he really belonged, and he had no tags. 
He was a street cat, so I took him back to where I found him, the bushes behind 4D. He was kind of a jerk anyways. The very next day, I went to get mail from the community mailbox where I saw a sign on a pen board. It was the poster that read, Lost Black and White Cat. Never been outside before. Has all his claws. If found, please call, text this number. I texted the number. I think I saw your cat behind 4D. Oh, wow. I'll go look. Thank you, they wrote back. 30 minutes goes by. I get another text. Hey, thank you so much. It was him. I am so lucky to have him back. Glad I could help. Best wishes, I responded. They wrote back. He looks healthy for being gone so long. It's like he never missed a meal. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And there is the story from Derek Humphrey. That was great. Great story. Thank you, Derek, for submitting that. Uh, And we do still take stories. If you want to send in your story for me to badly read over the air, I will. Uh, I do my best to read aloud and uh, very. I, re- I really enjoyed that. I love uh, I love stories with a good twist at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's a good twist. And I want to. Uh, I partied with Derek quite a bit. We did go to West Ashley, and I used to drink at Gene's Hofbrau all the time. Side note about Derek, he's your good friend from Charleston. He also, is. I set up a lot of that at the beginning. But oh, what, okay. what are you about? To, oh, yeah. Go ahead. What you're about? He's to say. your good friend from Charleston. Also, my former roommate in New York City. That's true. And I lived with Derek. I lived with Derek for a little while. Yeah. And uh, me and Derek used to go to Jeans quite a bit. I think this story was before I knew Derek. And um, we used to go there, and our friend Jason Gross would bartend back there, and we would drink mimosas on Sunday. Some, oftentimes I would go to church and then go to jeans uh, and uh, have mimosas. And we, you could get a pitcher of mimosa, and the pitcher would be like two bottles of champagne, cheap champagne, and then a little cup of orange juice. And I would drink those, and I would just, I would just pound those. And uh, I, one time I was there, and I had been drinking mimosas all day, and then we were watching some football games, and I did a bourbon shot with this guy after having several mimosas. And I went out front of jeans. That was a, I was a terrible alcoholic. I went out front of jeans. I threw up on the sidewalk and then went back in and finished drinking. You wild. <laughs> I had a great time. I used to drink all the time at jeans. What a time. There's some stories from jeans that I could share one day, but uh, today is not going to be the day. Sounds but like you tied a few off. I did tie a few off. And uh, but yeah, that was that's a very fun story. Thanks, Derek, for submitting that. Do check him out. J- Derek's very funny. He lives in New York City. He, he goes around a lot. Does a lot of comedy there. Uh, do check him out. Good friend of ours and of the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for sending that in, Derek. And um, I think that that I mean uh, I mean I think that covers all the topics that we want to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I think we'll just have another extra emphasis on uh, sharing the podcast. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I think there's a real yearning for advice to comics. We know that Gary Goldman is uh, really reaching out with some advice over his Twitter. And uh, so, uh, you know, if, if if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with your friends. Share it with uh, share it with other comics that are uh, lustful for, for information. On yeah, it. please do share it. And also go on to iTunes and give it a rating. We have um, – uh, give it a four, five-star rating. Don't – don't rate it anything else. Don't try to be objective and be like, well, uh, some of my other podcasts that I listen to, I would give it this rating based on that. Don't do that. Just give it the full on. Or don't. We got a, oh, we got a new uh, logo or, or a new thumbnail. Uh, thumbnail for the podcast by uh, Jeff Tice. 
Tice, T-I-C-E, like nice, but Tice, Jeff Tice. And he does a lot of artwork out there. So if you like that, Jeff Tice has a website where you can go there and he'll draw stuff for you for money. He wants money. He 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 will not. Uh, he does not want to work for free, and nor do any of us. This ain't communism, right? But he does really good work. And go check out our new thumbnail. And all we have a you know all of these are on iTunes and they're all on uh, Spotify as well. But also on my website dustyslay.com, I have you know the archive of every podcast that we've ever done on there. So you can check that out. And follow Dusty on Instagram. I mean, he is fired up right now. He is putting out the content, and you're going to get a real slice of life. If you want to know more about Dusty Slade, not just about his jokes on stage, but what he's about as a man around town, you check out his Instagram. You're going to feel his vibe, and you're going to feel it hard, and you're going to enjoy it. That's right. That's right. And go ahead and subscribe so that you we, we do this every week. So Pound that S button. Pound right. it. So pound it like I would pound a brownie dome. And that's going to do it for us this week. My name's Dusty Slay. I'm Anna Hogan. And this is the We're Having, Having a, a Good Time, time podcast. podcast.